Dan zei dat's is die lekkerte van how are you guys English and Afrikaans alright? Afrikaans alright, sit this in there. Is dit Mark, jy kan sien Mark se oor so groot gegerek. I love how um, the Lord is uh, building and He's working. Uh, Andrew taught us uh, while we did church plant with him. For you guys that maybe don't know who Andrew is, Andrew Selly started Josh Gen, what was it, 24 years or something like that ago. And uh, so he's the, the leader of the of the Josh Gen 412 and everything. And we had that amazing opportunity of doing a church plant course with him about three years ago. And he taught us how important it is to be able to tell your people and show your people that you're actually on your way to something. This is not just random Sundays that we get together and we pray a little bit about and you know, we just do stuff together and that type of thing. People need to know that we're going somewhere and that we're actually heading in a specific direction. And I think it's sometimes a difficult thing as any leader to take people with you on the journey. And I think what the Lord has been doing with me very specifically, He's been um, instructing me almost to look at where are we going with this thing. And it's almost like the Hansi and Grieke, you know, but the broodkrimmels gooi, breadcrumbs maak. So they, you throw the little, you throw the little breadcrumbs. It's, it's the last time I'm going to joke with you about the English, I promise. You throw the little breadcrumbs and then you kind of follow the leaders. Where is the breadcrumbs taking us? And when I look at, even at the start of the year, there's such a focus on the Lord in terms of building in a very specific way where he started speaking to us about living stones and being built together and being this family and being uh, speaking into uh, things like unity and those types of things. So it was so interesting to me to see you know, that the Lord is actually heading in a specific direction. And it's important for us to know that because if we don't think we're going into direction, then you know, it just does it doesn't feel like you you know it feels iffy to a, to a certain degree. And so this morning and that's also why a morning like this, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, a morning like this is difficult for me. Um, because I always know that you know Sundays build on each other. And you know, so that's why whenever I will send you the message on a Monday or on a Sunday after church if you're not there. I really feel that every Sunday the Lord is building on the previous Sunday. And, and there's this, this heartache sometimes that happens. Oh Lord, my mom, my father, he saw not done. And I knew that it was something that, you know, they needed to move forward with us, you know. And um, so, yeah, just to, just to throw, I don't know why I threw that in there. Man. So, but it is. It, you know, things, they build on each other. And the Lord is, is, is really taking us in a very specific way. And this morning, it's, it's, and sometimes when we speak about these things, it feels so random. Because the previous two weeks, I spoke about, you know, now I'm part of a, part of a church family. What's next? And then we spoke about uh, um, 
playing in your position, you know, in a church family like this. How do you play in your position? And then last week, uh, uh, Cliff uh, Hitchcock comes from Sunningdale, and he starts speaking about the gifts, and, I, and sometimes it feels so random. But you think, you see, the thing is, and I, I'm, I'm learning that as we're going along, that if we just focus on certain topics, if we just focus on topics that talks about dying to yourself and putting your flesh to death and, uh, and, and, and you know, dying to the things of, of yourself and, you know, serving the Lord with everything that is within you and that type of thing, if we just focus on that alone, then at some point you just become martyrs, you know, of Jesus. And you don't, you're not a follower of Him, you become a martyr, you know. And I've seen that. I've been in that, you know. It's almost like that thing where you, all you do is die. You just die. And, and Andrew also said this the other day. He says, especially the Afrikaners, what Afrikaans means, uh, you know, it's a, it's a language of dying to yourself. It's actually a language that we grew up with. Those of us that, that comes from, from that background, it's actually, you know, we so... We can, we can really focus on our flesh and to that extent that it's almost too much, you know? And if you just focus on your flesh, you feel like I'm never getting anywhere. And sometimes it's good to go back and kind of say, no, hang on, the Lord has been busy with me. I'm not the same person that I was two years ago. Jesus has actually, you know, I further should begin with me. And that's something of us. And then you get the charismatics, the Holy Spirit guys, and mornings like this morning during worship, you know, they can do that for two hours straight, you know. And that's all that they do. You know, just flow in the gifts and flow in the Spirit. And it's an amazing, it's nothing wrong with that. It's absolutely amazing. But if you just stay in that, then we will end up having beautiful gifts amongst us. We will build each other up with the gifts. But the character that needs to be underlying under that will not be there. And then after we've had this amazing worship session and there was healing that took place and there was prophetic words that came out, me and Renier come to the, to the coffee table and I gebruik die laaste bykie melk waar hy is en hy sal niks melk vir Renier nie en dan is hy vies vir my. En dan kwaak hy kwaad en hy is offended en hy is, hoekom? Because we never built in character. You know, and if so, if the relationships aren't there, and if the character isn't there, and if the integrity isn't there, and if the faithfulness to each other isn't there, the gifting on its own is just not healthy and it doesn't come through. You get that? Yes. So that's one of the things that the Lord has just been speaking in. So sometimes it feels to you that we're just doing random topics. You had notions here, it's popcorn. You had notions here, and notions there, and notions here, and notions there. But actually, if you look back and you follow the breadcrumbs, it's actually Jesus that just works different pillars. It's almost like building a wall. You know, when you build a wall, you don't just have bricks. Have you ever tried to build a brick wall with just bricks? I only pop, I don't follow me. Yeah, yeah, that the bricks that actually you know, they're all the same way and they form quite nicely and you put them on top of each other. I promise you, when the wind picks up and the, it just blows over. So, Jesus has this way when He builds the church, not the leaders as much, but as we follow Him, you know, He builds this church. And so He knows when does He have to put in some cement or when does He have to put that iron rods in between. 
for that wall, you know. And, and sometimes the bricks are the character stuff. It's the stuff that, you know, is, is important. It's the building bricks of anything that he builds. And the cement sometimes is that Holy Spirit that just comes and he binds it all together and he just keeps it together. You know, so he knows how to build it. But he also knows when to add what. Um, and I just thought, I just wanted to share that with you guys, that, that it's so important um, that, we, that we do that. Um, for that. So yeah, I'll my the blood cell. And two weeks ago, sorry how Gracie was, Gracie said, oh, Gracie, then ga ek jou. Ek ga uitgeglip, ek gaan nou veel die prentje wees. You guys remember two weeks ago, sorry, die eerste fotokje. Two weeks ago, we sp- uh, spoke about playing in your position. And, and when you're part of this family, and you're part of, 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 of a church, and of a church family, you've got a part to play. You've got a position that you need to have a role that you need to fulfill in that specific family that God has put you into. The Bible says that we're all part of a body and we're different parts and we all have a specific role to play. And we ended up with that little picture and I don't know who you guys can remember. There's these two, two trees that we are planted at the, at the, at the garden. It's this one. You see it's all blooming and then we've got this one. Exactly the same trees. Uh, they, they songs, uh, they're the same age. They were planted at the same time. They even came from the same nursery. Everything is exactly the same. Yet, one of them bloomed a whole lot quicker than the other one. And I went to investigate. I went to ask my most, my le- most learned friend when it comes to fruit trees. And she said this. She's a biotechnologist. Yes, it's a real word. Yes. And what she said to me was this, that she's got a suspicion. You see that dam that's at the back? The dam has got like seeping water that goes underneath. It's not on the top, it's on the bottom that the water seeps through. And what happens is the one on the right-hand side, its roots became underdeveloped because it had a lot more water. And so what happens is because they are basically swamped with water, the roots just struggle to go out and to, you know... Um, the need for going out is not The need is not there yet. The hunger and the need to go out and, and expand, to go and fetch water is not there because the water is right there. I don't need it. But what actually happens is it actually underdeveloped the rooting system. The other one on the top there that has a, a lot less water, its roots got a lot more opportunity to stretch out and to, to basically set out. And, um, and that's why that tree on the left is actually a lot more healthy than the other one, which is fascinating to me. And I really felt that the Lord said, we should just stick to this picture a little while longer. I wanted to move on from it, uh, and, but I felt that the Lord wanted to just stick to that thing. And uh, he wanted to speak specifically about our roots and it's also where I want to fix on where I want to focus on this morning is about our roots and I think it's something that often we talk about a lot of topics in the church and on a Sunday morning and on a Wednesday during our communities but the thing is sometimes we think that we're very well rooted in certain things and I'm not just talking about doctrine I'm not just talking about 
our understanding of doctrine issues, you know, how does salvation work and how does this work and how does this work. But it's sometimes the outworking of these things, the living out of these things, that I sometimes pick up, and not just with people, but even in myself, that we're not always properly rooted in a, a lot of things. And because we're not properly rooted, are connecting to Jesus on those things, are relating to Jesus in certain things, lacks because of we are of that. Does it make sense to you guys? Mm-hmm. And so the Lord is just speaking, and, and I want to speak to you this morning about roots. And I'm actually going to switch this around. I do feel I'm going to switch my notes around. You think I'm, I will be able to do that? Will I have the ability to switch the preacher around? Dum, dum, dum. Let's see if I can do this. The roots are so important to the tree. If you look at those two trees, the roots are super important to the tree. If it's not for the roots, there's two purposes that a root has. The root is the thing that goes out into the soil and it, it, it's like a gatherer. It's like a sending out your troops, you know, and it goes out into the world. <laughs> and and it is, the, the objective is that the roots are the one that goes and fetches the water and it goes and fetches the nutrients out of the soil and in its, 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 its surrounding and its habitat in order to feed the tree. If it's not for roots, the, fruit will, the, the, the tree will not be there. That's the bottom line. If it's not for the roots, the tree will not be there. If it's not for the roots, the tree will not be able to grow. If it's not for the roots, the tree will not be able to be healthy. And uh, you also have a bit of green fingers yourself, Mark. Uh, I know you've been busy with, with, with a lot of, of, of um, vegetables. And, and I think you've also learned that if the root structure of that specific plant is not well, your fruit, your 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 uh, plant will not will not succeed. It will just you know either the the, the fruit and, and I've seen that with vegetables. Oftentimes when you plant, uh, I, I had beans, green beans that we planted up at, at, at the gardens, and there's certain places where what was a clip tafel, clip Thanks, man. Now me moet Afrik Engels gooi bro. Dan gooi die Afrikaans voor me. Stone table. A stone table. There is a stone table underneath the soil. And so what happens is you plant them under, uh, uh, on top of that. Bedrock. A bedrock. Thanks, Mark. And because the bedrock is just like, just this amount, the roots can't really sink into the ground. And it's amazing when you look at that, you can see, literally see with your eyes, the difference between the green beans that's plant, uh, planted on the bedrock and the ones that is actually planted in soil that it goes a lot deeper. The, uh, the, 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 the difference is just amazing, not just in the plant itself and in the health of the plant. You know, the, 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 the leaves are much bigger and they're much greener and the plant, you know, but even when the fruit comes, you see a massive difference in the fruit that comes from that as well. So the root structure is super important because it is the one that brings the nutrients out of the soil. It brings the and now I'm gonna I don't even know if the notes is gonna play a role, but let's see how it goes. Because you see what happens is when the plant is small, when the plant is still a little bit of an infant. At that time where the plant needs to seek. And it's such an important, important role for each one of us. Is that seeking. 
when we, when we get to, to walk it out with the Lord. Seeking the Lord. And I heard that this just a little phrase in my head over and over this week. Seeking the Lord. Seeking the Lord. Seeking the Lord. And that's what our roots does. When we are properly rooted in family, when we are properly rooted in the church, when we are properly rooted in Jesus Christ, when we are properly rooted in the Holy Spirit and properly rooted in God the Father and properly rooted in all the facets of this kingdom of, of the Lord, our roots just has a beautiful way of bringing what is needed to us so that we can grow. Otherwise we are confined. Otherwise we are confined. Word, my word, my God. I just want to go through some scriptures. Proverbs 8. Ruthie. Oh, Mini Ruthie. Just look at some of these scriptures. I just want to look at the scriptures. Seeking the Lord. Our roots that goes out into the soil. That goes out in seeking Him. Is so vitally important. Look at all the scriptures. It says Proverbs 8. I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. 1 Chronicles 16 says, Look to the Lord and His strength. Seek His face always. 1 Chronicles 22 verse 19 says, Now devote your heart and your soul and soul to seeking the Lord your God. More. I said, oh. I said, oh. We, we all know this scripture. Um, Angus Bracken made this scripture famous. Yeah? When, he, when he talked to the farmers because of the droughts and the stuff. He says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And, I, 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 and there's many more. I promise you. Just Google it yourself. Seek the Lord. Or seeking God, and you will see this multiple bunch of scriptures. That I just seek, or took some of them, and this is just in the Old Testament. Paul has a different way that he brought it across when he talks about seeking the Lord, but you know, with all of your heart. And so, it's such an important thing. But I think it's something that we 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 kind of put it in a box when we talk about seeking the Lord, about this this roots of ours that goes out in seeking the Lord, and that's almost like. I just heard this little phrase in my head as I was preparing. It's like putting an elephant in a, in a small little box, you know. And when God is actually the elephant, you know, it's huge. The dimensions of the Lord is just absolutely, we don't comprehend it. We don't know, you know, it, it's just beyond our thinking. And then sometimes when it talks about seeking Jesus and seeking God and seeking the Holy Spirit, it's like trying to put an elephant in a little box and it's our little box our little understanding of the role that God plays in my life and the role that Jesus plays in my life and the role that the Holy Spirit needs to play in my life and it's so small and then we want to take the elephant and we want to put it in there and we want to squeeze it in there and, the, when, and then the Lord just comes and says no don't try and squeeze the elephant in the box get a new box shift your thinking on it and it is when we start seeking the Lord Seeking the fullness of the Lord, the more of Jesus, the more of the Father, the more of the Holy Spirit. It is only then that that box becomes a little bit bigger and you can fit a lot more of the Lord in there, if, if, if that makes any sense to you guys. And I think that's, for instance, this morning, Bridget, uh, during the worship, 
we've just been feeling that the Lord wants to do a little, He wants to just, you know, boxes for worship sometimes become so small, you know. And when we worship, we are so used to, we're doing three praise songs or two praise songs, and then we go into a time of worship, and then there's a time when we connect to the Lord, and maybe there's some prophetic words that come through, and we release the prophetic words, and then we go to the preach. Worship has been done. And then we, 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 we talk to each other, and we said, listen, worship is actually a time when it's not just us speaking to the Lord with the words. Sometimes worship is connecting to the Lord. It's a time where just in His presence, He does stuff to us and in us and through us in worship. Sometimes, you know, it's a place of healing, worship, where just His presence, not saying anything to Him, just that time of connecting to Him, does something in my spirit. That counseling and talking about it and a teaching can never do. And so we've been talking and so now we feel that the Lord wants to make that box a little bit bigger of worship but we need to seek him our roots needs to go out and it needs to go and look for the lord in these things look for the holy spirit in these things allow our roots to go searching for these things in order for our rooting system to be well rooted in this in everything and that's why i always love that loves to be taught because that is also that place where your roots just goes in and as you allow the Holy Spirit to teach you teach you from the Bible maybe teach you from a teaching or something like that or that's why they say that the, the, the uh, Acts 242 the first church they devoted themselves to the teaching of the Apostles why it made that box bigger it helped them with their understanding to lean into um, the Lord so seeking the Lord is just so super important. I think one of the worst things that happens is, is when a plant comes up. I remember the little seedlings that comes up. Oh man, you're excited. And you see that rows and rows and rows of green beans coming up. And you think, this is going to be a good ooze. And you think, that because Bandelet no germinate. And it's very much like church. You get saved. You germinate. Sorry for the mosquitoes at the buyer, loose. <laughs> but you and the little small, you know, never, yeah, the barbecue is dark. But then the roots need to form. And sometimes what happens is, as leaders and in the church, we run off too quickly with newborn Christians. We just assume that they know what we know. We just assume that they, their rooting structures are well, you know. And we want to take them, you know, with the guys that's been 20 years and 30 years and we want to move on to the big stuff, you know. We don't root them well. Because the worst part is, is when you start walking out with someone, and I've seen it even with us. Someone gets saved and we're all so excited. And we never root them properly in Jesus. We never root them properly in the Father. We never root them properly in the Holy Spirit and in the role that each one of them has to play in our lives. And then what happens is when that plant gets this high, a wind comes, the northwest comes, and it literally just rips that little plant out of the soil. And you come in after the, the cold front hits Krabo, and you said, oh, and they've been ripped out, out of the soil. And that sucks. 
And that sucks. So even for us, sitting here this morning, oh, Danny Marilyn, you've been serving the Lord 40 years. I don't, I don't, I don't want to connect a date to it because then I'm going to reflect to your age. But she's been serving the Lord so long. And Andrew, Danny Kuba has been serving the Lord so long. And you guys have been serving the Lord so long. I don't want to single out people. You don't know. you have been serving the Lord for so, so. <laughs> And it's so often that even you guys and, 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 and the people that's been serving the Lord so long think, no, 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 so well-rooted. But there can be one area, and I, Leonie, I want to just use her, I, I do, I, I get her, I get her permission served the Lord for eight years. And she knew the Lord for eight years. And in my books, eight years is not a, this, you're not a one-week-old little infant baby. You know, feed me, change my diapers. After eight years, she's been, she was, was flowing in the Holy Spirit. She was a com leading with me for how many years, Lifi? Anyway, that, that makisaki. But she was flowing in the gifts, flowing in the prophetic, a lot of the stuff she had a, a relationship with, with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father. Everything was good. And, and, and you know, as, as we were dealing with things and, 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 and talking about things, she was doing well as, 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 as in a walk with the Lord. Until one evening, when we got together in Sean Saul's place in Gordon's Bay, and we just actually went for a prayer time. We, didn't, we just thought we were going to pray together as a few families. And Margot, uh, Ross's uh, wife, she was here last week or two weeks ago. And Margot said, she feels that the Lord wants to do something for Leonie. There's a wound there and the Lord just wants to come and heal that wound. Just kind of out of the blue. She said, okay. And we started praying for Leonie. And suddenly, it turned into a deliverance session. And oh, the Lord just started working and there was just a bunch of stuff that, you know, that the Lord was doing in there. But at, at one point during the deliverance, there was a specific enemy that we just couldn't budge. It just didn't want to go. And we kind of hit a wall. And we said, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? We've hit a wall. We're not going anywhere. This thing doesn't want to go. And the only was like, say what the not sweet. And it was, you know, it was just, it was, a, it was an intense thing, man. And we weren't getting anywhere. The Lord spoke to us, and, he, and Ross, I think it was Ross, or Margot, whoever, they said, hey, the Lord is just showing me to go back to your salvation. Just take us back. What happened when you gave your life to Jesus? And I don't, apart from giving you all the details, it ended up that there was a way that Leone was able to relate to the Father there was a way that she was able to relate to Jesus because Jesus was the one who forgave me my sins. Jesus was the one that opened the door that I can have a relationship with the Father. Jesus was the one that paid for me so that I don't have to go to hell, but I can go to heaven. And that was her relation to, to Jesus. But there was something missing of the role that Jesus plays when the pawpaw hits the fan and there's a stronghold in my life, there's a place where the enemy has got his grips on this piece of, 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 of land, of this piece of territory in my life. And that Jesus sometimes then comes and almost I've got this picture with a big sword, you know, has this knight in shining armor and he comes on his horse and he says, listen, I'm going to free you from this thing. 
And he's the one that just judo chops that enemy into pieces. And that enemy has to run because Jesus has just arrived on the scene. Amen. And just a part of just her understanding, her rooting into Jesus on that area kept her that evening that Jesus couldn't come and release her from that stronghold because she couldn't lean into Jesus in that way that evening. And as we took her back and we said, hey, you know what? Jesus isn't just the one that forgives you of your sins. Jesus is also the one that comes in and that wants to free you from the strongholds and all the things that is keeping you from serving him with everything that is within you. And once she saw that that evening, she could say, Jesus, come. Just come. There's a stronghold. There's a place where I just can't, I can't get rid of this thing. I need you now. And Jesus was able to come in. And she was free that evening of that thing. Do you see that? Amen. So even when we serve the Lord for a long time, there's always areas that our roots need to just go searching, go looking for Him a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Because our growth is dependent on that. Our growth is dependent on that. I want to just quickly look at some scriptures when it comes to growth. 1 Corinthians 3. Just look at this when it talks about growth. So the, the, the roots, to be properly rooted, so important for our growth. Paul says this, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So for God to be able, listen up, for, look at me, don't look at the scripture, for God to be in a field, for God to be in a position, for God to be able to help me grow in all the places that He wants me to grow in, I need to be properly rooted in all the areas that He wants me to be rooted in. Because if there's an area that He wants to grow in, but I'm not rooted in that area, I will not be able to take the living water from that place and, and make it apl apply that in that specific area. And He will not be able to grow me in that area. And that's when we said last week about playing in position, that sometimes positioning ourselves is so important. I want to honor, where's Demi? I want to honor Demi. Did you see where Demi sat this morning? Huh? I know the Lord wants to grow Demi on the area of the prophetic. Because she's got a beautiful prophetic gift on, uh, uh, that the Holy Spirit has given her. But now Demi needs to position herself. She needs to seek the Lord with her roots. And position herself into a place where the Lord can grow her. Because He cannot grow her if she sits at the back. And she's not available and close by. So that if the Lord is speaking through her, that she can just stand up, tap me on the shoulder and say, Willem, I feel the Lord is saying this. So if you, you see that. So if your, if your roots is seeking the Lord, and if you position your roots to go in that area, then that roots is able to take the living water from the Lord, that the Lord brings. And then the Lord can work that growth in, in that specific area. 1 Peter 2. You can skip Colossians. Go on to 1 Peter 2. Yes. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. I love that part where he says, crave spiritual milk. 
There's a part of us, our rooting system, that seeks the Lord. And I want to again come back in seeking the Lord. That's my part that I need to play in this. Are you seeking the Lord? Are you sending out your little roots to go and seek the Lord in different areas? And we're going to look at seeking the Lord next week. We're just looking at the roots, uh, 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 at the roots now. So we're going to come to that. We're going to look at seeking. But there's a part of us. Are you craving? Are you craving to send out that roots and seek the Lord? To go and find that water, that living water, that nutrients that you need to be growing to be growing in your salvation. Because I think that's sometimes where we, where we get it wrong. Yes, there is something what happens the day that I get born again. I give my life to the Lord and I get saved. In that moment, I'm justified. I'm made completely new by the Spirit that makes my spirit new. That's true. But there's also scripture that says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I've got it actually here. I didn't have it. It's Philippians 2. I didn't have it on my notes. It says this, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in, in my presence, but much more in my absence, work listen here, continue. It says this to church people, people that have already been saved. It says, continue to work out your salvation with fear and in trembling. And when you look at 1 Peter 2, it says, Crave spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. And sometimes our salvation, the process of salvation that goes on after that moment when you get saved, after that moment of justification, that some salvation, the process of salvation, the process of finding the Lord, of seeking the Lord, is something that is actually progressive. Because I'm telling you, after 20 years of serving the Lord, there's new aspects, there's new aspects of me there's new aspects of jesus that i'm realizing and learning every single day i said it outside to to um, andrew and um, anthony were standing outside you know we we're like an onion man we're like different layers and sometimes the lord peels us and as he gets to that new layer there's new things of myself and there's new areas that needs to be saved because there's, there's this parts of me that he hasn't had the opportunity yet to put his hand on. Sinful nature. My old self. And as he peels off that layers, he's able to get to that places and he works in that way. Right. The last part. Just the equity right, listen. I don't know where I am. The last part is... The second purpose of the roots is to anchor, to anchor the little plot. And I actually referred to it just a little bit earlier when I said, um, when those storms comes. And I think that's something that I also see quite a lot of. When people aren't properly rooted in Jesus and pro aren't properly rooted in the Holy Spirit and aren't properly rooted in the Father, then the storms and the challenges of this life comes. And it so easily rips us out. And that's the part of a, of a healthy root structure, is to ground us well in these things of the Lord. So that when the challenges and the storms does come, that that doesn't have this ability to just rip us out of the, of the, of the soil. Just quickly look at Colossians 2. Colossians 2. Like a grace. There's a spirit. 
Noch? Noch einige? Äh, noch einige? Yes! Well done. Colossians says, So then, just as you receive Jesus, Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and in overflowing with thankfulness. <laughs> our roots, the day that we get saved, our roots is actually the first day of forming. It's the first day when our root structure goes out. And seeking Him is that process where that root gets actually well structured. And the key lies in searching for Him. Searching the things of Him. And again, we're going to look at that a little bit later. I'm not going to focus in that. The important thing to me is that we see this morning how important is that rooting structure. Because that's the part. It says after we saved, it gets rooted and built up in Him and in Jesus Second scripture is Hebrews 6. It says this, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become our high priest forever. Jesus is our hope, and it says that as we get rooted into Jesus, well rooted into Jesus, he is, and he actually becomes that anchor. He becomes that strong roots that is into the soil. That, that, so that when the challenges in the life does come, when we do meet up at the tea table, and we have our first falling out because of milk, or because of this or that, we are well rooted, man. Because when we are rooted in Christ, he showers us up with, he brings in his love, and then it says, through his love that he has given us, that love, 1 Corinthians 13, then we get to a place where love covers our sins. It covers our relationships with each other. But only, we can only walk in that if we are properly rooted in Jesus Christ, properly rooted in these things. It sounds very simple, but it's actually very important. It is. Imagine a tree coming to 10 years and his roots isn't good, now the tree falls over. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's why I said that's a horrible thing. When you get to that, I had a, I had a few trees that I planted at the gardens, which didn't make it. And at the time, I thought it was going to be okay. I thought that those roots will be able to go past because there was this big rocks and stuff. And I left them there. I didn't want to take the rocks out. I thought, and all of those trees died. All of them. They didn't make it. And even the ones that did make it, they still just this one. You can, they're all just this small so Because I planted them badly. And I think there's nothing as, as I now try to, ah man, plexic it a plant. Plexic it a from the first day. Because the ones that are planted well are the ones that is going well. And you don't want to go after 10 years or after 20 years and say, oh man, should have been a long way. And we see it with, with, with people. And as I'm starting to lead people, I see some of the guys, man, I'll skit out. Susie Mason says, I skit out. I'm going to use Carla for now, for this. Excuse Carla. I must say, Carla has been put up for adoption. <laughs> <laughs> Carla's, 
Carla has, has, has been put up for deaconship. And you're going to see her little beautiful face there on top at some point when they're going to... So, but she's just absolutely amazing what the Lord has been doing her in her over this past two years. Really, it's been absolutely amazing. I knew her before we started planting here. Zij wil niet voor mensen bed niet. Zij was was kalm geweest. Zij wil niet voor een kerk gepraat het en al die reepen. It's not just about what you do in front of people as well, eh? It's also about what happens in here. I don't even want to start with that. There's something of a unwavering spirit that the Lord has placed in her over this past two years. She, you know, there's just this inability of the of the enemy to. There's a steadfastness that he's placed in her over this past two years. And the amazing thing is, he's done, and I'm talking, but I feel, because I knew her two years before that in, 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 in our other context as well, and he's done more in this two years, it feels to me, that he did in all the years before that. Because she came to a place, and I think the church plant helped her in that, she came to a place where there were not no any other people that can actually fit in that mold and, and do the job. And she actually was just willing and able and said, Lord, I'll be willing to, to do what you want to do through me. And he used that and he's grown her. She's like a tree that went from this to this in two years. But the opposite of that is also true. Where you walk with people in church day in and day out, year in and year out. And there's very little growth. And the only difference is, is that roots, that is willing to go and look for the Lord, willing to be stretched by the Lord, willing to be challenged by the Lord and say, Lord, I'm not holding back anymore. You take my roots where you want to take them. I'll position myself. I'll make myself available. Whatever. Grow my roots. <clears throat> Ephesians 4 says the following. It says, Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. If we are not properly rooted, I'm telling you this now, and you can, you can don't take my word for it, you can ask any other person that is living in this day and age. The Bible says, in all of the books of the Bible that talks about the end day, times, the last days, the times that we're moving into, all of those things point towards there's going to be a lot more twisted truths, a lot more false doctrine, a lot more false teaching, a lot more things that's going to take us off course, a lot more challenges. There's going to be a lot more um, vervolging. I'm looking at Mark. Persecution. Persecution that takes place. It's not going to be easy saying that I'm a follower of Jesus in the time that is coming. All of these things, I'm telling you, if you look at the book of, of every book in the Bible, Daniel that talks about the end times, Revelation that talks about the end times, even when Jesus spoke about the end times, it's going to be a lot, get a lot worse before it gets better when we get to heaven. And that's a reality. And if we're not properly rooted, 
In the truth of the Bible, I wanted to have a Bible here. In the truth of the Bible, <laughs> if we're not pro properly rooted in our teaching and our understanding of the Holy Spirit and the, the role that the Holy Spirit wants to play in your life, if you're not properly rooted in the role that Jesus needs to play in your life, if you're not properly rooted in the role that the Father needs to play in your life, if you're not rooted in the truths of the Word, what does it mean to get saved? What does it mean to practice the gifts? If we don't root ourselves properly in these things, the first wind of false doctrine, I promise you it's going to take you off course in this time to come because the cunningness and the craftiness, the schemes of the enemy is increasing. Young, I rock slim, Papa. I rock slim. I weet precies wat om vir ons te sê en hoe om met ons te werk in hierdie tye wat kom. And we need to be properly rooted in the things of the Lord. Yeah, I'll say it. If you're not properly rooted in a, in a family, in the time to come it's going to get more and more difficult if you're on your own in this life. If you're on your own, you know, you're in Bwumpi. When we plant trees, we plant them together in blocks, in orchards. And then we've got these tall trees that often resemble leadership in our lives. We plant these tall trees that act as windbreakers. Have you seen them? They act as windbreakers. And that's often the role that eldership and leadership play in our lives, community leaders. Sometimes they break the wind in our lives. And when that challenges come and when the wind comes from the enemy and from sometimes the Lord that wants to teach us things, our leaders act as windbreakers in our lives. They just take off that, that intensity that the wind sometimes comes. But not just the leaders. The other trees around us. If you go and look at an orchard, a fruit orchard, if there's a tree that's standing on its own and the northwest wind comes, it so easily takes off the apples that's on that tree and all its apple gizzards lying on the ground. But the one that is planted amongst a thousand trees and a lot of trees, they help each other. We need to be well-rooted in family in these times to come because it's going to be a, a very very difficult time if you're standing on your own in this time to come in so many facets so yeah that's what i wanted to just share with you guys this morning it's going to be so important for us and we're going to look at that until the lord comes and brings a different angle again and if when he, when he wants to bring in a little bit of different cement or Maybe he wants to put in an, an iron rod in two weeks' time. I've got no clue where he, where he heads these things. I'm not the type of guy that works out six weeks of preachers and say, okay, this week we're going to have this and this week we're going to have this. We, we depend on the Holy Spirit in there. But I do know, I do know we will need to be properly rooted in that. I want to ask Melanie, she had a bit of a word, and there's something of that, and I want to just tie in with that.